Hi there, Skabor here from Ripoyet Radio or Ripoyet Radio, if you like. It's 2018, this is our June program and the last program before the holidays. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look uh, at what we've done this year and um, just play some parts, some extracts of previous programs. So I hope you enjoy the program, learn a bit, let's dive in. Our first extract is from October last year, and it's about students' questions. So, the question from my student or students is, how do you say in principio in English? Examples in Spanish would be, en principio sí, right? Vas a ir a la fiesta. Bueno, en principio sí. Now, in English, are you going to the party? Mm, well, you wouldn't say in, in principle. Yes, yeah, no, that would sound very strange. And and that's not the, the answer that you're expected to give. So, what then? Well, you've got several options. But just think what you are actually saying with en principio. What you are saying is that if everything goes the way you think, then yes, you will. In other words, if the circumstances don't change or nothing, you know, unexpected comes up, then you can and you would like to go. And that is why you say, en principio, sí. You can find this expression in more formal situations too. Not just the party, yeah? For more formal situations, you can say, if all goes well, or as planned, or Provided all goes well. Here's an example. En principio, el proyecto se lanzará el mes que viene. According to the plans, the project will be launched next month. Okay, I think you get the idea. It's up to the situation which one you prefer. Great, let's move on. Next part is from December, and there's some vocabulary stuff here. Uh, here are my tips. When we were talking about the pencils, um, I, was, I said uh, a pencil is something, is a tool we use to write with, okay? To write with. Now, you should uh, uh, sort of observe this a little bit, because, um, you know, in Spanish you would say, Es una herramienta con que escribimos. But in English, there's a tendency to put the preposition with at the end. So it's a tool that we write with. It's a tool we write with instead of it's a tool with which we write. You could say that, but that would sound more formal. So in everyday use, the preposition should go at the end. 
Right. Coming up, there was an expression. I was saying, um, yeah, we're, to- we're going to talk about pencils. That That's coming up. What's next? It's a phrasal verb. Then, uh, talking about the past, we used to use pencils. Yeah, we used to use pencils. So, to use means um, to work with, right? You use something because you need it and then you you make use of it. Uh, You utilize it. But the other word, used to, careful, that's used to, that is it ends in ed, right? So we used to use, it's pronounced this way, but you actually write, we used to use, which means solíamos usar. In this case, solíamos usar lápices. Right. Um, we, I also said that uh, we use a pen to write up the final version. Write up means like redactar. Okay. It's quite popular talking about a cappella formats, yeah? It's quite popular today. Quite. Yeah, just the pronunciation and the word quite, not quiet, quite, not to be confused. Uh, These a cappella formations or a cappella groups, they cover pop songs. Cover, right? Hacen versiones, to cover. And uh, impressive is for impresionante. Impressive. Not impressionant or whatever I hear from students. Um, no, it's impressive. Right, then uh, in the interview I asked Daniel about the weather. And the way I did it was, what was the weather like? Did you write this one down? What was the weather like? Uh, not just what was the weather. It's not enough. You need that like at the end, which refers to the the description, the quality. So what was the weather like? What was the flight like? Some people say, how was the flight? That's also correct, but uh, I mean, that's also used. I tend to use this form. What was the weather like? What was the flight like? Okay, let's jump to February. And it's uh, what's coming up is a kind of a definition, definition of a, an everyday object, a book. What's a book? We discussed that in February and, well, let's listen to it again. All right, so uh, today it's books. Books, a very common object. Everyone knows what a book is, but what is a book then? Uh, Well, a book is a collection of pages, basically, that are um, glued or that are bound together somehow. And, um, well, their purpose of a book is reading and giving a reading experience to the reader. Uh, The book usually has rectangular pages called sheets. And um, so a sheet is one piece of paper and a sheet has two sides, yeah? Two pages, in other words. Now, uh, what is the um, 
origin of books? Well, long time ago, you know, in antiquity, there were writing systems um, developed. And uh, first, you know, they used all kinds of materials like stone, clay, wood, bones, etc. They were used for writing. Now, as with so many other things, um, the invention of printing is also attributed to the Chinese. Um, in, but um, here in Europe, um, we, we we say that it's Gutenberg, Gutenberg who uh, invented printing around 1450. Um, and he invented a, a movable type kind of thing. Not really clear on that. Anyway... Uh, you know, when we talk about invention of books, it's Gutenberg who we call the inventor here in Europe. He was of German origin, by the way. Now, uh, talking about books, uh, a book has a cover. That's a cover, top, which is usually harder to protect the rest of the pages. Um, the way you arrange the text is called the layout. As I mentioned earlier, the pages have to be held together. That is called the binding the binding. And of course, we live in a digital era, so we can't forget about ebooks, that is, electronic books. And, um, you know, you've got different readers, called readers, that you use to read an electronic format of book. You're listening to Create English on the Ripoyet Radio with Gabor. And today we're looking at some samples from previous programs. Still in February, some expressions. Earlier, back earlier, I was uh, using a couple of expressions that I'm going to see if you if you can remember. So, how do I say comenzar? To start, you know, how do I say that in other words? Kick off. Yeah, good. Okay. How do I say intentar? Give it a try. Okay. How do I say por ejemplo? For instance. Yes, for instance. Next one. Seguir. Seguimos. Move on. Let's move on. How do I say echar un vistazo? To take a closer look. Now, speaking about the song, how do I say personaje? Character. How about... Entender lo que pasa. Figure out what's going on. Pretendiente. Suitor. Un hombre promedio. An average man. Posponer. Put off. Decidirse. 
make up one's mind, make up your mind, and estribillo, chorus. Okay, well, if you did not remember all of these, or any of these, you can go back and listen again to the part where I was using these expressions. Time for a little music with Queen Breakthrough.
How about moving on and taking a look at March? So I've got a list here in front of me with mistakes that students have made in the past in class, and I'm going to pick out the ones that I think are more popular. Ah,、uh, let's begin. What do you do this morning? Well, this morning is now, which means what do you do is not the appropriate way to ask because when you use what do you do, you're referring to routine or regular action, and this morning is not that because it's just now. So、uh, you could say what do you do in the mornings? You know, usually. Which would be fine, but this morning should be. What are you doing this morning? You would use the continuous form in order to express that you're referring to the present moment or a short period in the present, and that short period of time can also be just ahead of you. If it's nine o'clock in the morning now, and if you're saying. What are you doing this morning? Then you would be referring to the coming three hours left of the morning. In English, usually noon is at twelve o'clock,、uh, and so midday is at twelve o'clock, and that is、uh, everything before twelve o'clock is the morning, and after twelve o'clock is you start the afternoon. And、um, and that's different here in Spain because、uh, you could say good morning up to. Up till maybe one o'clock or even one thirty, but midday is when you eat lunch, and it's not so much tied to the hour. In my experience, at least here in the Barcelona area. Next thing, people is very nice. Now this is a classic. Everybody makes this mistake at least once. <laughs> well, maybe not everybody. But most of my students have used this form, and I tell them, "People are," because that's the way you're supposed to use it in English. And、um, so you just look at expressions that、uh, have "people" in them, and then、uh, observe. It's "are," it's "are," it's always plural. Right. Next one. Walking. Ah,、oh, this is a pronunciation issue. Walking. Don't say that. Well, you don't need to. Walking. Walking. Similar ones. Talking. No l pronounced in it.、It's、written yes. You write the l. The consonant is there, but not pronounced. I recommend you to visit Barcelona, or I recommend you to visit the Parigüel or whatever in Barcelona. Um. Yeah, you can visit it. I think it's a good idea if you visit it. It's a nice place, so I recommend it. I don't recommend you. I can't recommend you. Maybe I could recommend you for a job position if I think you are a good professional. But we're not talking about that here. We are talking about, you know, a popular sightseeing destination. And so, if I think it's worth visiting something, I would say I recommend visiting this or that place. In our example, I recommend visiting 
the Parque Güell, or I recommend visiting the Parque de Ciudadela, or I recommend visiting whatever museum, etc. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's not interesting, it's interesting. Another classic mistake, you know, that um, I have heard, well, a couple of hundred times, probably, <laughs> over the past more than 10 years teaching here. But anyway, um, of course, I'm just joking. But uh, but a lot of students pronounce that um, that way. And it's just interesting. Interesting. Not interesting. Trousers? This trousers? No. These trousers should be plural. These, not this. Or, I had this jean. I had this jean? No, jeans. Right? We're referring to the clothing, yeah? I had these jeans. Or, I had this pair of jeans. You know, clothes that have two parts are supposed to be plural. Jeans, socks, gloves. I don't like the street markets. Me too. Okay, uh, if you say you don't like the street markets and someone else feels the same way, they can't say me too because me too would be confirmation of a positive affirmation. Now, if that sounds too technical, let's look at the example. I don't like street markets. Me neither. I like street markets. Me too. You know, positive, positive. Negative, negative confirmation. Me neither. I like it. Me too. I don't like it. Me neither. And then there's one month left, which is April, because in May we didn't have a program. It was a holiday. I mean, the day of the program was a holiday. So, let's just do this last one and then say goodbye, because summer's coming up and everyone's getting ready for the holidays. A bit early maybe yet, because it's June, but anyway, at least thinking about it. So I wish you great holidays. But let's not go yet, because there's this part we've got to listen to from April. Here we go. First question. What's the meaning of ain't? You can see this a lot in songs, for example. Well, ain't, first of all, is not considered to be an educated use of English. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that it's... A substitute word, although some people argue that it's not even a word. But anyway, if you flip the dictionary open, you can actually find that word in the entries. And uh, what does a dictionary say about ain't? Well, ain't covers um, the meaning of the combination of other words. 
ain't can mean am not or are not or is not. And it can also mean have not got, haven't got or hasn't got. Write examples. For example, you can say it ain't heavy. It isn't heavy. It ain't heavy. Or there ain't no butter in the fridge. There isn't any butter in the fridge. That is, there ain't... Uh, as you can see, it often goes with a double negative. So, there ain't no butter in the fridge. Which is, you know, not considered to be correct in English. But people use it. And you can hear it. And um, so, now you know what it means. Let's move on. Um... Let's just go ahead here. Next question. Hmm. Yeah. How do you say lo más tarde? Lo más tarde. Well, you can say no later than or at the latest. For example, I'll send you the report on Monday at the latest. Okay. Difference between goal, aim, target or Objective. Hmm. Well, I would say that aim and target may sound a little more technical, professional, but not necessarily. Because you can say your professional goals are... So anyway, I can't really tell you. Goal. You can have a personal goal, which is something you want to achieve. A personal Target? Hmm, not so much. Your aim, maybe. Objective? Yeah, you can say that. You've got an objective, a personal objective. All right, conclusion. Hmm, read. Read, look for examples, you know, and, and just learn to use them. And then they will sound right. And when they sound right, that's a pretty good sign that, you know, you're kind of on the right track and using them correctly. Um, right. A responsible or a supervisor? Hmm, yeah, of course in Spanish, un responsable is a person. Yeah, kind of a, you know, a person who has some supervising tasks and responsibilities. So you can say responsibility, but not a responsible. You could say a responsible person. But that's different. Anyway, if you want to say that there is a person in charge of something, you could say he's a supervisor or a manager or the person in charge. Yeah. Well, okay, questions here. What's the difference between fun and funny? Oh, yeah. This gets kind of mixed up oftentimes. And that's... Well, I don't know why that is. It doesn't matter, really. But here's the explanation of the difference. Fun is when you have a good time. And funny is something or someone that or who makes you laugh. So, a funny film, a funny comment, a funny person, they will make you laugh or smile at least you know uh, but um, 
fun. Fun is having a good time. So have fun. It means have a good time. Enjoy what you're doing. That would be the difference. Well, we've come to the end of the program in June 2018. And I'd like to take the opportunity to say thanks to Rivoyet Radio for hosting the program and to the staff, to Tony, Jordi, and the others. And I wish you very good and happy holidays. And the same to the listeners. Thanks for listening. I hope you've learned new things with me and with the program. And I wish you all the best with your English. Take care and bye now. Creating English.